In the classroom of the future, AI will play a pivotal role as an empowering partner to educators. It will serve as a personalized tutor, adapting to each student's unique learning style, pace, and strengths. By automating administrative tasks and providing valuable insights, AI will free up teachers to focus on fostering creativity, critical thinking, and emotional intelligence, ultimately nurturing a generation of well-rounded, innovative thinkers. Welcome to episode 145 of the Teacher Rockstar podcast, a place where tips and strategies critical to the new teacher are discussed. We share the latest educational research and best practices so that the new teacher can be better equipped for a successful classroom experience. I'm your host, Steve Hiles, and today we will be talking about navigating the future teachers and the rise of AI in the classroom with our special guest, Vicki Davis. But before we do, here's a word from our sponsor. Would you like to supercharge your classroom management skills? Well, if you're a brand new teacher or a teacher with less than five years of classroom experience, a student teacher, or perhaps a teacher returning back to the classroom after an extended absence, the Teacher Rockstar Academy course is for you. Gain the confidence, the skills you'll need to make all the difference in the world for our boys and girls. Enroll now at tra.teacherclassroomresources.com. I believe you can transform yourself into becoming a truly great teacher. It just takes the right tools and the right approach. Also, I want to mention that you can find us on YouTube. Simply go to the search bar and type in at Teacher Rockstar. Check us out over there. Now, before we get started with today's topic, I'd like to share a little bit about today's guest. Vicki Davis, known as the author behind the Cool Cat Teacher blog and the host of the 10-Minute Teacher podcast, holds a role as both a classroom teacher and an instructional technology director in Southwest Georgia. With teaching experience spanning over 18 years in K-12 education, she also dedicated five years to teaching adults. Vicki's exceptional academic journey began when she graduated at the top of her management class from Georgia Tech in 1991. Since then, she has shared her knowledge worldwide, engaging audiences on technology integration and ensuring every student is reached. Welcome to the show, Vicki. I am so glad to be here, Steve. Oh, I'll tell you, you know, I want to tell you, I am so thrilled to have you on. Um, let me ask you, in addition to what I just shared with our audience, is there anything else you'd like to uh, share about your journey in education? Well, I just started, um, I, I need to figure out, I was actually writing notes. I did, I just started my 22nd year today as we're recording this. So it's oh back my to gosh. school. And um, yeah, um, I, I just started blogging in 2005 and teachers started commenting and then have traveled the world. But I, my heart is with my students and uh, we've got to reach every single child. I'm absolutely passionate about that. And I yeah. always get really excited when I see technology that will either, either save teachers time or help us reach every child. So I know that's what we're talking about today, Steve. So I'm excited. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, I know there are some I've heard in the field, some concerns about AI. I mean, with respect to, you know, privacy and security and, and ethical practices. But at any rate, I have to ask you, how can teachers leverage artificial intelligence or AI in the classroom to enhance individual learning experiences for their kids? So I think the first thing we have to realize is that AI has been here for quite some time. That ability when you're typing something into YouTube and you see the pop down and you see the it start predicting that you're a second grade teacher and you like ladybugs, 
that same technology is artificial intelligence that we're dealing with now. When everybody started getting excited or perhaps worried is when these large language models emerged. Mm -hmm. But let's focus for just a minute on the actual things that teachers can use this moment. So if you have teachers that are teaching reading, for example, the Microsoft Reading in Progress coach is free and it's part of Microsoft Teams, and which is also free. And it's got tools that will listen to your students read for you and evaluate their pronunciation, syllabification, reading speed, vocabulary recall. And then there's even reading progress, which tracks their skills and gives you quick insight. And then you can go in there and say that you see Susie is having trouble with a particular word. And Susie likes ladybugs. You can say <laughs> Susie likes ladybugs and it will generate some text. And then you say, okay, I think that's too hard for Susie. You can hit a button and it'll lower the Lexile. Or you can say, I think she needs something more challenging. Mm -hmm. And you can hit a button and it will raise it. So that is a tool that's already being used in schools today that reading teachers are excited about. There's one other one that's in the classroom and it's being piloted. It's ConMigo. And that is from Khan Academy. And I believe every school should have at least one pilot classroom trying out this tool. So it brings all of the features of a chatbot, but it's designed to let teachers be able to know what's going on, what the conversations are, and also not to give the answers to students, but to coach them, which we love. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one I want to give teachers is the best AI search tool on the planet. It's perplexity.ai. You can go in it and it's sort of like a search engine. So you type in the question that you have and then it does generate answers, but it gives you footnotes with the resources it comes from. So it's actually not generated through ChatGPT. It's another particular tool, but those are three examples of things this moment that teachers can use that they get excited about. Yeah, that is just incredible. Well, then can you speak to the potential challenges and ethical considerations that teachers should you know, be aware of when incorporating AI technologies. So if I have a paraprofessional in my room, of course, I have a responsibility to supervise the conversations and the, all that's happening. So if I have an AI, we could say paraprofessional, although that doesn't really fit because it's not human. If I have an AI tool in my classroom, I am also responsible for supervising it. That's why I got really so excited about Conmigo because it does give me the ability to supervise. And we do have a lot of ethical issues. Um, when ChatGPT traffic went down in June, there was a lot of conversation. Why did it go down? Is it because all the kids were cheating? Well, I think where the schools that, that have the biggest problems are the schools that are pretending like it's not there and they're not creating AI policies. They're not talking about it. Mm -hmm. They're not having the conversations that, you know, I'm blogging about AI and HI. HI is human intelligence. Yeah. And when you have human intelligence and and you work with artificial intelligence, it's a multiplier effect. So we've seen the the study, something was quoted at, at ISTE and it said that um, 85 million jobs will go away because of artificial intelligence. But those jobs will be taken by the 93 million new jobs created of people using AI. So wow, that's powerful. A, yeah, and AI will be our, 
our, our tool. I think the other thing that we as teachers need to remember is that, you know, a lot of us teachers have the little echo dots in our classroom <laughs> and we need to not call those devices a he or a she, or if we use a Siri on our phone or whatever, mm-hmm. it is an it because kids tend to trust things that we make to be more human or we anthropomorphize and AI has bias. And they, I actually read a study this week that chat GPT is getting dumber when it relates to math, because the way that tool works is it has to be trained by humans. Well, most humans are so rough at math (laughs) that we're not (laughs) checking the math answers and we're not saying, Hey, chat GPT, that's wrong. And so in the absence of effective training data, it thinks it's right and it's getting dumber. So when you're using any tool that's artificial intelligence, I wouldn't use a tool unless I could report bias because it studies humans and we know humans are biased. Mm -hmm. And if we don't act quickly, we are going to have very biased artificial intelligence and that's going to be a bad thing we're not going to like because humans have to be monitoring what's going on. And then when we're using a tool, if you're in ChatGPT and you see an error, don't just tell your neighbor, tell ChatGPT it's wrong so that it can learn. And that's just part of being a responsible user of artificial intelligence. And that's something we need to teach our students too. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Um, You know, I have to ask you, now, how do AI Uh, powered assessment feedback systems benefit from teachers and students in the learning process? Well, when you have um, the the two I've already named, which which are really great, the Mm -hmm. reading progress and coach gives you insight that you can immediately take action on and you can immediately generate text to go back to the student. And it's Mm -hmm. almost immediate. Um, It's truly a game changer for reading. And I have to do disclose, I have done some work for Microsoft. They made that announcement through my podcast back uh-huh. in ISTE. So I have to disclose that because we have to be honest. And see, that's something AI doesn't do. AI doesn't disclose right. things. Like right. um, and in Conmigo, what it does is it gives real-time feedback and suggestions. So as it's interacting with your students, it's programmed to not give them the answer. Mm-hmm. Something ChatGPT. And I want to mention... Snap AI. So Snap AI is the AI quote personality that Snapchat released. And more than half of American middle schoolers are on Snapchat. And they released it and and it talks to the kids like it's their friend. Uh-huh. And I had a student who was complaining about having to write a poem for English and it offered to write the poem for the student. And it did. And the student turned it in. Oh. And of course we caught it, but You've literally got something pretending to be their buddy that's offering to do their homework for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I came across a quote by Pat Williams that I thought was funny. He said, you know, what is encyclopedia Latin for? It's Latin for (laughs) paraphrase my term paper. (laughs) Well, that was what was happening in the 80s, right? In the 90s. That's an 80s or 90s joke, which a lot of folks now, new teachers now don't know that. People had their World Book Encyclopedia, mm-hmm. and a lot of times people would try to buy a different encyclopedia than the teacher had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it's just a lot more accessible and a lot easier to to do now. So yeah. in the end, all of our textbooks will have chatbots in them that will be generative and that will help teachers with their 
their work. But see, Conmigo will also help write uh, lesson hooks and exit tickets and then use those exit tickets. Yeah, it will help with lesson plans. Now, I'm not entirely crazy about any of the lesson plans I've seen AI write. They're pretty bland and Mm -hmm. a lot of times not very practical. But if I take a lesson plan and let's say I need my three essential questions and I've already written my lesson plans, I know what my essential questions are. I just haven't phrased them with the Mm -hmm. exact words. I can paste that into one of the generative chat tools and say, would you pull my three essential questions out using Bloom's taxonomy out of this lesson plan? And it will do a get me 95% of the way there of having some rock solid essential questions that I have to add. And why not do that? I've already written my lesson plan, you know? Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, and also, too, could it not automate uh, time-saving grading uh, tasks as well, I would think. you know, uh, I mean? it, de- it depends on what it is. So it's great for uh, ChatGPT or some of the tools built off of it are great for giving a first pass at a paper. So you mm-hmm. paste in the rubric that the teacher has, you paste in the paper and you say, using this rubric, give me some feedback on this paper based on the rubric. And you know what? It it gets you 80% of the way there. It's a great first pass. I so see. why not have teach kids do that first? The problem is, as my friend Steve Dimbo uncovered, if you say fix the grammar errors, it doesn't fix grammar errors. It rewrites the paper. Uh-huh. And it rewrites it worse than the teacher than the than the kid wrote it in most cases. So you have to know how to prompt it in order to do that, which is why I think that we're going to end up with tools like Conmigo and some other tools written on top of mm-hmm. those platforms that will prevent that sort of thing from happening. You know, oh. sometimes it happens on purpose and sometimes it's just ignorance and not knowing how the AI works. Right, right. Absolutely. Well, now tell me, uh, Vicki, can you speak to what what things can teachers uh well, let's put in what ways can teachers strike a balance between traditional teaching methods and AI driven approaches? And I'm thinking about that brand new teacher just, you know, first coming in that classroom that first year, which, as you know, is really uh, mm-hmm. very, very tough. You know what I mean? And uh, what, what would you, you know, what would you say to that? I would say, first of all, Use AI to help you do the tasks that would consume a lot of time and take you away from the teaching task. So, for example, you have a bulletin board and you want to come up with a perfect bulletin board. Well, go into ChatGPT and say, my theme is cupcakes. Give me 10 ideas for um, a cupcakes themed bulletin board. And I'm going to be teaching the letters A, B, C, D or whatever. Mm -hmm. And let it give you ideas and let it help you draft those newsletters and some of those things that sometimes new teachers just spend so much time writing that first newsletter or so much time doing their bulletin board. And then the day before school starts, it's nine o'clock at night and yeah. they're in tears because they hadn't written their lessons. Mm-hmm. So I would say use it for the stuff, like ask yourself when you go in your classroom, am I ready for Am I ready to teach? Mm-hmm. What am I going to teach? Because I would rather, I don't put anything on my walls. Everything that goes on the wall of my classroom is created by my students during the, the, um, the semester or the, the school yeah, year. Yeah. But that's so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so many elementary teachers in particular, and sometimes middle kind and of high, freak out. <laughs> yeah. But, well, we see all these things on Instagram and TikTok, these mm-hmm. perfectly designed classrooms with so much stuff. And, 
you know, I've had researchers on my podcast who say, you know, that's actually not good for learning. So focus on, on what are you going to do with your students mm -hmm. um, and let the AI help you with, you know, some of the parent communications say, you know, I need to send a paragraph to my parents about blank. And you know how you have that friend that you can be like really blunt with Steve, yeah. like you just <laughs> yeah. say it and you don't have to worry about how you phrase it. Yeah. So think of your AI tool as I can be blunt with it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want, you know, this is what I'm doing. I'm communicating to parents of two-year-olds who are mostly in their twenties and thirties. And I want to, uh, I'm writing a newsletter and this is what I want to say. And then let it help you get that to the point where it's readable and understandable and approachable for those parents without you having to slave over that mm -hmm. so that you can focus on, okay, this is what's going to happen when my kiddos come in the classroom. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, Vicki, what would be really cool too, is to have AI prompts that new teachers can use just to go ahead and just, just plug right in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and there are, there's like, I think it's called magical.ai. There's a lot of tools that are basically just uh, prompts built on top of ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of teachers love them because they're like, I don't know how to prompt ChatGPT and it scares me. Yeah. And you know, I wouldn't pay for those tools, but I think magical.ai is free for now. Um, you know, and it's a pretty useful little overlay. So you might find some tools like that, but look for those generative tools. The other thing is, it's like you need a picture. Well, in Google Slides now, it's rolling out that you can go in there and say, I want a picture of a toddler um, looking at the letter A in a book. Mm -hmm. and it will generate that picture for you. So why are you going to look for five hours for the perfect picture when right. it can generate a picture, yeah. you know? That's just incredible. It really is. It is amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, can you uh, speak to what professional development, you know, opportunities should educators pursue to kind of stay updated and confident in using artificial intelligence tools effectively? So there are some very active AI groups on Facebook that you could try to find about grade level. Microsoft does have a free AI course for educators. I think that's a great place for everybody to start and to go through it. Mm -hmm. But I would also caution um, folks because Sam Altman, the, the man who created OpenAI, which gave us ChatGPT, mm -hmm. has warned us that they're not any experts. And that's his concern is they're not any experts. And, you know, if I, you know, I, I listen to some folks and some of them sound like they've been using chat GPT before it rolled out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everybody's in the competition of, oh, I got it in the first hour. Well, I didn't use it till January, but I did start teaching with it in January. And all I can share is my current experience as well as the studies mm -hmm. I've had. And, and that's where all of us are. So a lot of what's happening with artificial intelligence is happening word of mouth, but there's a whole lot of funding right now going into education technology tools that use AI, which means we're going to have a lot of things roll out now and into the future that are going to save us a ton of time. And um, I always tell my teachers at my school, innovate like a turtle. You can't mm -hmm. do everything, but you can do something. Something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's so right. find a tool and play with it and say, hey, this works for me. And then tell a friend. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there are reputable organizations and education institutions out there that offer, yes, you know, some classes teach, and stuff like that. 
Well, you have Teach AI, mm -hmm. um, Teach.ai, which is a great organization. I think every teacher should join that's constantly asking for feedback. And they're, they're, uh, the middle school curriculum I'm using right now is the middle school curriculum from MIT on artificial intelligence. And I'm using that in my classroom now. So there's some great tools out there that you can find that will help you um, teach kids and and also know about it yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Uh, you know, I just, while you were saying, uh, talking about this, sharing these things, you know, it kind of, it just kind of dawned on me, Vicki, that, you know, I realize that AI, no matter how perfect its prose may be, will never, re you know, replay the sanctity, okay, of human emotion, thought, experience, a connection. I mean, I mean, mm -hmm. do you, how do what do you feel about that? You know, I mean. Yeah. AI I is just, a something. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. No, no that's, that's okay. Go, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to well, interrupt. No, no, no. AI is a something and we're a someone. And where people get in trouble is they start defining being a human by what we do. And my mom passed away from dementia um, two years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. And, you know, she, well, she was just as valuable on her last day of life because she was not defined by what she did. She's defined because she is a human. She is a beautiful, infinitely amazing human being mm -hmm. and being human is precious and important and our our kids are struggling with meaning and purpose and they're lonely i'm very concerned about the rise of uh quote companionship chatbots and tools like replica where people mm -hmm. can create these things to have conversation with that, that are uh, ai yeah instead yeah. of and it's making it harder for, for building those social relationships. And, you know, I just read some research today that said, if you can let kids wait to get a phone till they're 18, they're, they're significantly healthier mental health wise. Mm -hmm. um, than if you give it to the phones early. So I, I just think that we we've got to remember and treasure our humanness mm -hmm. and understand that AI is a tool and treat it like a tool and not allow it to be used to manipulate. We want our kids to learn math because they love learning, not because they're manipulated to learn math. That's because right. manipulation doesn't stop with math. It ends up with political indoctrination is mm -hmm. what it ends up with. Yeah. So yeah. we as humans have to kind of take a stand of, okay, this is the role that AI can take because it is powerful and it is... It, it is powerful, um, but the, the, honestly, the profession that has been predicted to be the least likely to be replaced by AI is teachers. But Thank God for that. the yeah, but the <laughs> most likely to be aided and improved is teaching. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see some things we can't even comprehend that are going to help us with our kids. But you have to relate to educate. It's all about building relationships with those students and absolutely. Of, you know, I believe that one hundred percent. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, Vicky, let me ask you: What you know, if you had to narrow it down, what would be your biggest takeaway that you could share uh, with our listeners here? The biggest takeaway. Some of it I just shared mm -hmm. is that you know AI is here and now. It's a tool to be used. It's a something, not a someone. Mm -hmm. We have a generation of, of human beings in our classroom that many people are now calling the guinea pig generation. Mm 
because so many things that have never really been done before have been done to them, including the COVID situation. Yeah. Yeah. And we may decide that some of these AI tools need to be for older people and that we will create younger age appropriate versions. It's like when we, we don't put kids on a full adult bicycle, we have training wheels and we don't put them, you know, with full roller skates, we have a, a, more safe version of roller skates when they're a little bitty mm -hmm. or we have them drive the little bitty cars, you know, in our driveways, instead of putting them in a full car. And we may find that tools like chat GPT or a Ferrari, and you don't really want a 12 year old driving a Ferrari. So, yeah. not, you know, because they can't handle it. And so right now everybody is just getting in there and we did that in social media and now we see that letting 13 year olds on social media was a horrific mistake. Hmm. So as educators, we can use AI that's teacher facing AI, and there will be some tools, but we need to look for the AI tools with training wheels for that's our right. littles. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Vicki, can you tell our audience where they can go to connect with you? I am cool cat teacher everywhere on X slash Twitter, whatever we call it, threads, okay. Facebook, Blue Sky, TikTok, everywhere. I am cool cat teacher, and that is spelled correctly. And I appreciate being on the show today, Steve. Oh, I'll tell you, you know, I have to, I have to say, Vicki, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know this is your first week back, and I know it's hectic, but I want to thank you for joining us today. And, you know, I look forward to some point in the future having you on again. I mean, you're just a wealth of knowledge, you know. Thank you. I'm happy to come on and I need to get you on my show too. Oh, I'd love that. Okay. Well, you have an awesome day, Vicki, and uh, we'll talk soon. Well, we have come to the end of today's episode. I want to thank you for listening to the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hiles. We hope you've gotten some golden nuggets regarding navigating the future, teachers, and the rise of AI in the classroom. When you get a moment, visit my website and subscribe to my newsletter for the latest educational research, best practices, and unadvertised free bonuses. Go to teacherclassroomresources.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us at the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. And if you'd like to support us, please feel free to share our podcast with others, post about it on social media, and leave a rating and review. That would greatly be appreciated, as always. Thanks again. We'll see you same time, same place next week. And remember, my friend, you got this.